Welcome to episode 9 of The Mandalorian, the official Star Wars Minute podcast in which we go through the Mandalorian TV series one episode at a time. Uh, I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Pete the Retailer. And we are the co-hosts of the Star Wars Minute podcast here to talk about episode 9. What's the title of it? Do you remember? It's The Marshal. (laughs) The Marshal. Off to a great start. Yeah, that made me think, um, you know, is it going to be Holly or Will or... or, Mm, uh, Especially when they started going in that cave and everything. You must have been... uh, I mean, it started out as a routine expedition, but... Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we haven't done this in a while. Should we just do a brief recap first and then just do highlights or go through in order? What what do you think? Um, I think we usually go through more or less in order. Okay. Um, I just wanted to start before it even starts uh, with the the kind of content warning for this is intense violence so mm. yeah i'd say that i'd say that's accurate yeah, intense violence um all right yeah so um well we're back with our old friend the mandalorian and his friend baby yoda mm-hmm. and um it starts with him uh going he's trying to track down more mandalorians to help him find the baby's um house the baby's people yeah he's been tasked with or he's been quested he's been quested yeah is that the proper usage of that dude you've been quested (laughs) consider yourself quested um with with finding basically you know they set out they they lay out the um initial kind of um quite well they just lay out the initial kind of drive of the show right away it's like all right well yeah i gotta find more of these yeah, and um, that's what I, that's how I you know feel like it's a shopping metaphor for me that it's always like is it, you know anytime you find that one like you find a pair of pants that you like or something like that like I want to mm-hmm. find more of these and it's always a quest because <laughs> it's never just like you know Old Navy doesn't make that anymore what do you, what can you yeah do? that's true uh, yeah it 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 seems odd to me though like why would you think more Mandalorians would be a better thing to help you find that but I'm just like eh, who cares. It's just like it's just an excuse to set up the next part of the story, you know. Right, and it, it's a little bit, you know, I can I get it. They're the ones he can rely on for information. Yeah, I guess so. Essentially, you know what I mean. He can he, he the the mainly the people he can trust, the network he can talk to. So if he, he can, yeah, you know, uh, he can get good info from the Mandalorians. So yeah, so I'm willing to you know to 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 uh, right. I'll let it I'll let it pass by but um so first uh, it opens up and he's on some planet we don't know do we know what it is or is it just another yeah i didn't get a good uh dirt hole planet. where that was i'm sure if we looked it up right now we could find it on wikipedia but uh i wish they would have t- uh, things on the screen every time they no, move I hate locations. Title, location titles <laughs> i kind of uh, like yeah. it because it doesn't matter where they are so exactly you know, yeah. yeah some planet uh, although it would be great if at the end it revealed Hoth. They're like, what? <laughs> After the Empire fell, they, you know, the Empire yeah. was the one controlling the thermostat. So, <laughs> so, um, so uh, the, the uh, Boba Fett, well, now I guess we can't make that joke anymore. It's going to get complicated. So yeah, the, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian Mando uh, is tracking down uh, Miso because he is supposed to have information about the, uh, about the Mandalorians. Is that so, what was that guy's name? What did you say? It, well, I know it was, it was a, a Mayo or whatever the, 
uh, I guess I need to have Wikipedia out here, right? If we're going to do yeah, this. Yeah, this is pretty much like a... An uh, Abyssin, of course. Right, yes. An Abyssin. Uh, not Mayo, but a different one. Uh, if it is Mayo, he looks great considering that this <laughs> is, you know... Right. 15 years after uh, Star Wars or whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, I did not recognize uh, the actor playing uh, that part. And, and it's our old friend Johnny Legs, John Leguizamo, playing the uh, the Miso. Uh, yeah. Miso? Mio? What is it again? <laughs> My, well, it's an Abyssin. Oh, Abyssin, right. Abyssin. Yeah. Abyssinia. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, Gora Koresh. Gore Koresh. Gore Koresh is Johnny Legs mm-hmm. in this. Um, mm-hmm. I did not I, I recognize liked... his no, uh, me voice. Me yeah. either, until, until at the credits, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the conceit of, yeah, as they're walking through, I like the glowing eyes. Just represent, It's such a simple effect done well. Yeah. It's like a... It's like a little stupid thing. You don't you don't have to actually show it, and yeah, it, yeah. it makes it better, and it's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, and just walking through that thing, the graffiti, the right. kind of down the hallway, we see a, like a C three PO graffiti, and uh, <laughs> and uh, sorry, a C three PO graffito, um, and a the Rodian. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I think I saw a Watto graffito. So Watto graffito, I believe Watto graffito. <laughs> Um, but uh, I could be wrong. But it, it was neat. Uh, I like the setting, and then they go. This is part of one of the things that we saw in the teaser footage. Um, the Gamorian, the Gamorian fight. Yeah, fighting Gamorians. That was that was my my high school mascot, the fighting Gamorians. <laughs> go um, but uh, yeah, an interesting thing. We we get to see the. Uh, I can't tell if I love it or hate it, but I know I, I acknowledge like the vibro axes. I'm uh-huh. like, mm, yeah, that's a thing, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm happy that, well, I'm happy for people who love that kind of a thing. <coughs> I don't, I don't hate it. Not COVID. And I'm, um, and I think they did a, a decent job of representing something that seems difficult to represent visually. Uh, if that makes you sense. mean the vibro axes? You mean? Yeah. Uh, I kind of like I liked them in this context because it makes sense that if it's more like a sport, the same way right. like people who are using throwing javelins aren't throwing like real spears, they're throwing things that are designed so as for for um, you know sport. So it makes yeah. sense to me more as a as a sports piece of sports equipment than it does as a you know because why on earth what good are axes in a world where everyone is armed <laughs> with multiple guns? So right. uh, it's you know. Well, if that's your weapon of choice, you know, that's just what yeah, you do. Yeah, you can go with this, you can go with that. Yeah. Um, I did like the fact that they didn't... Uh, it looks like they just got beefy guys and put pig masks on them. As yeah, opposed to having full body, you know, like the, the fat suit kind of a thing. Yeah. And I really liked it a lot better. It made it seem a, a little bit more nightmarish. Like, mm. you know, like those old halloween pictures from like the 19 teens you know and everyone looks kind of like like that's what it had that weird kind of dreamlike quality to it, which i liked right not yeah yeah, yeah. The less bulky maybe it's just you know a statement on the guards at jabba's palace hmm you yeah. know what i mean they don't they got they're roided out <laughs> well no i think they, they're just tubbier because they're you know, oh less, yeah yeah they don't have to do as much not many people yeah. make, make it through the gate and get to uh you know yeah it's a cushy job, I think, being 
one of the that's one true. of the door guards. The bouncer yeah. is at Jabba's palace doors. You know, that's probably also why the rancor went for them first because he knows they're very fatty oh, yeah. and they, they taste delicious. So mm. <laughs> those humans, they're all like stringy. Yeah. Once again, Gamorrean bacon. That's on my it's on my <laughs> list. Um. So. Um, Yes, and then he goes and uh, we see Baby Yoda for the first time. Right. Um, oh, and uh, one note about at the fight, one of the one of the fight attendees uh-huh. seemed to be Constable Zuvio or or a member of his. It's I, you know I I thought a similar thing. I the, the Disney era loves those. In Rogue yeah. One, there were also a couple of guys who had those like broad hats like that. So right. I don't know if that's Zuvio or uh, or. Um, just you know, the, that was the style at the time. Everyone loved those <laughs> those big hats. But right. let's say Zuvio just for uh, all right for continuity's sake. Um, uh, and so there's. Uh, I was a little like the like one of the first times you see Baby Yoda. They do a cutesy little like uh oh, and he covers himself up in the yeah. in the thing. Or he and hits I was the like, button on his own thing to cover the cover the carriage, cover the floating pod. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, that seemed a bit too cutesy for me, but I'll let it pass because it's Baby Yoda. Is it a little bit too much like a like a dog covering their eyes when somebody gets hit in the groin? Yeah, in a, exactly. In a, in a broad <laughs> family comedy. Uh, Gore Koresh sends him on his way to um, Tatooine. To Tatooine. I, you make that face and I make the opposite face. I was like, okay. Really? Yeah. Like, Interesting. I know it's it's for a, for a uh, you know, uh, for such a remote outer rim planet it ends up getting a lot of action yeah uh, especially in a little bit we're going to learn that you know it, they're, they're, it's, it's an even smaller world essentially um mm-hmm. but um the i don't know i i like the it's it's a little bit like a warm bath for me i'm like oh good well well yeah a little bit of tatooine as long as they don't kind of overdo it and they tend not to and that you know it, it spoiler alert that this ends up kind of um i feel like this episode ends up combining two of my favorite it's like a mashup of two of my favorite episodes of season one hmm. it's a mashup of the the one with the jawas and the suga and the the one with toro calican and and um space amy sedaris who we see again yeah so uh unfortunately i think it also had a little bit of the let's t- let's have the help the villagers defeat the monster which was it, our least favorite episode of the last season. It well. did. It was almost like a remake. Like they heard, they knew the criticism of that, and it was like, well, let's remake that, but better. Yeah, I um, agree. This one was better, and yeah. I, it's not like when they said Tatooine, I was like, oh boy, because I know they did a yeah. great job of it last time with right. the just enough balance of fan service versus you know uh, whatever serving its own story. But so I was willing to uh, to to uh, you know. Cut him, cut him a break. But yeah, so there he arrives. You do, we do see Amy Sedaris again. I and mean, what was pretty much just like a one... I thought she didn't even really play any part in the story other than just this one little cameo. Right. But I mean, I guess so. it's like his... He's going to see the people that he knows there. Yeah. And to get her back for a little cameo is kind of cool. But like uh, some of her dialogue was a little bit meh. Oh, I mean, I it, if I didn't know it was Amy Sedaris and love her going in, I'm sure I would not like her because... Yeah. It, it's such a weird, like a kind of like affected performance, but just hearing her say droids just makes yeah. me laugh. Like, oh, see, I like droids now. It's just uh, so I'm exactly. willing to cut it some slack. So, um, yeah, I, I, I put a little like, uh, do not like Mark for uh, thank the force. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's also weird, especially considering that, um, you know, now everyone knows about the Force again. This is like five years after, like, they were talking about that ancient religion right, that no yeah. one... <laughs> Yeah, and especially even, on Tatooine where Luke uh, lived, right. you know, you yeah, think that Luke would be the didn't last. Luke didn't know place. about the Force, you yeah. know, like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, although who knows? Maybe once uh, the Empire fell and everyone heard that it was the Jedi who did it, maybe it was like a big resurgence, and uh, oh, this right. to be she, in the she's trying to be like cool with it. Although she's yeah, also really. way hipper than Luke because she was in, as she says herself, she's yeah. seen you know everything, yeah. a little bit of everything go through there. So she's more worldly than than you know Farmer Luke. Well, she also she also gives us a little interesting teaser about what life is like in the galaxy since the right. fall of the Empire. Like she's like, as soon as the Empire fell, that right. Tatooine basically became chaos. And uh, so I think it's been taken over by religious zealots, and that's mm. why she has to say, "Oh, thank the Force." That's like saying like that's right. like the equivalent oh, so of wearing like a. Like, it's um, it's intentionally unnatural because it's kind of being put upon her. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. The fact that she didn't say it, although the Empire had fallen by that time anyway, too. So it's Originally, not like it fell. Yeah. yeah so anyway. Well. Uh, and we get to see R5-D4 as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good, um, you know, I, I'm assuming it's R5-D4. She does say R5 and we see him there. Well, and he also has like a, like they specifically yeah. show the panel on the back of his head. Looks like it had been soldered closed after blowing up. It has to be. Exactly. Skippy. Yeah, I, I yeah. believe so. So yeah. um, that makes me happy. Um, so yeah, we, I wonder what crazy adventures. How did R5 get from being a broken down droid in the Jawa thing, which was quickly destroyed after that? It was destroyed by Obi-Wan Kenobi. So how did he... Um, well, I'm you think Obi Wan like sold R five? The Jawas were slaughtered, but the droids were left un untouched, right? Really? In the when? We mean when in Star in Star Wars the motion picture when when they yeah. go back and they find that the droid yeah. Um, do we, see, do, we don't we don't see any any droids there, do we? No, I mean but they're all inside. It wasn't like a stop. You know, it wasn't they didn't set up shop. They, yeah. the they got raided, and so I'm assuming the droids were either left in there or brought back to the Empire. So maybe I think that one is more like I feel like that's the one they're going to bring back any droids they find, just in case it's the one that right. has right. the the data tapes. In it. Uh, wasn't there a story about that in the certain point of view? Maybe I think. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But also not canon. So uh, uh, I don't know. The, the stories contradict each other is in it, the very in this exact same book. Is it canonically so. not canon though? <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then we get uh, he he goes. Amy Sedaris sends points him out, uh, sends him basically. You brings out the map. R five D four brings out the map, uh-huh. and it does make it seem like you know it's a little bit eye rolly that everything's so small and close together. But it's also yeah. like, well, this is the main. You know, I, I'm assuming that like the Dune Sea is a large part of the planet. So mm-hmm. like the Dune Sea, like open dunes where there's no, you can't even have a settlement. It's just like the Sahara with emptiness right and, yeah. or like a like a sea like an ocean that's why they call it the dune sea because it's mostly uh-huh. so most of the planet is uninhabitable desert yeah and you've just got these small areas like islands essentially where things are solid enough you know maybe there's some yeah. bedrock on, way underneath that that it's like all right the sand is solid enough here that you can have a settlement well or so, a water supply probably right and so well if you got evaporators it's not that much of a anyway 
evaporators. The um, so the the you know on this let's let's call it a landmass is why that's how you have Mos Espa and Mos Eisley and uh, you've got the, our new city, our new uh, uh, um, uh, area of of Tatooine. Uh, and it's called Mos. I wrote it down, and then I don't have it. I have the Wikipedia now in front of me. Altos, Algos, something like that. Um, well, I'll say this. Oh, um, so it looks like people are actively ed- uh, editing this and adding Mos Pelgo. There you go, Pelgo. Um, do you? Would it have better been better or worse if it was a name we recognize from Tatooine, i.e., Anchorhead, or even Tashi Station? Worse. I like that if you're gonna make up a if you're gonna make a town to have your setting in, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna establish a new thing. Like if you're gonna go to, you know, they go to Mos Eisley, it's a spaceport. Great. If you're gonna have this town that stuff has to happen in, make up a new yeah. one and it's great. Yeah. So it's like it's a the best of both worlds. It's world building, but also like, oh, one foot in the familiar. Right. Okay. Um and so he goes to the bar and they, they're like, All right, where's the guy that looks like me? And they're like, Oh, you mean the marshal? You get to and, see Weequay uh, bartender also. Yeah, yeah, unidentified Weequay bartender. Um, <laughs> Not unidentified until now, that is. We've got to come up with a name for this guy. I know. <laughs> anyway, but um, he uh, meets the marshal. Um, yeah, the marshal. Um, the, uh, but so they, they're like, right, where is it? It's the marshal. And he comes in. And I love that, like I, I really like his introduction. Like every, there are so many cliche Western things yeah. in this. Like down to the fact that it's Timothy Oliphant who was uh, in the Western thing. He's in a bunch of Western things. Yeah, he's like Mister Western, Mister New yeah. Western. Yeah. Um, he's like Sam Elliott. He's the new Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the, I, I love that he. Like when he walks in and you see that he's wearing Boba Fett's armor, but like yeah. you can obviously you're like, that's not Boba Fett. Like he's it, it fits him in a way that makes it like they made it obvious that it's like, oh, you're wearing he's wearing Boba Fett's armor, but that's not really him. Like, yeah, you can unless, tell by, the, by his body, by his physique. Yeah. Unless they did a bad job of it, but it's not like you, you, you know, I don't know. It, it, it works both ways. Either if you're like, wait a minute. Is that Boba Fett? Why does he look terrible? Like they did a bad job of it. And then you get surprised or it's yeah. like, oh, good. That that's Boba Fett but not and you get you instantly something's um off which is good good job yeah and it, I also like that it does give it a legitimate excuse for being on Tatooine because as we learn as we're going to learn that it's Boba Fett is the Mandalorian that or or the, the he's wearing Boba Fett's armor and so that it's Boba Fett's armor is specifically tied to Tatooine because of the whole Rancor thing so right, there's right. a reason why it's on Sarlacc. Tatooine besides just like yeah sorry the Sarlacc right besides just like hey let's take a little trip down nostalgia uh, nostalgia right. lane um uh, yeah and it's a good like you know and he comes in and you're like wait a minute that's not Boba Fett and then he sits down yeah. and takes his helmet off and you're like it's not even a Mandalorian yeah and then he has a um and it's good. I, you know, at first I thought it was going to be kind of him fighting the fake Mandalorian, but they quickly yeah. kind of they set that up, and then it gets interrupted. Yeah. Um, well, I like that. It's like every Marvel superhero. Whenever they meet another superhero for the first time, they have to fight each other. Right. And then, and then they become like, friends. Yeah. Oh wait, we have to team up. Yeah. Um, Star Wars I team that, up presents. Yeah. 
Oh, that would be awesome. Mm. Uh, would it, do you think it would be the, would it be like Marvel team up where it was Spider-Man? Like, would it be Luke Skywalker and blank? Or would it be two people every, two different people every time? Yeah, I, I, I would assume, I kind of want it to be maybe like Han Solo or somebody, like somebody who travels around and would have more yeah. cause for, you know, Luke's fairly, as much as right. I love Luke Skywalker, he's fairly kind of centralized. And, yeah. You know, we, or like Lando, Han Solo, Lando. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of prequel people that it could be like Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That'd be great. Yeah. And also his, his, he spans the entire uh, yeah, range. So exactly. Um, or R2-D2. There you go. R2 oh. is in every single one. <laughs> Wait. Uh, that would be Star Wars R2 in one. Um, Star Wars minute. <laughs> so we get, uh, yeah, fake Boba is fake, I wrote. And then um, they, they- Boba fake. They're going <laughs> to- Phoba fit. Oh, good one. Um <laughs> And then you get a um, wait. Did he does he have a name? He does, right? You his name is Cobb Vanth. Yeah, which Cobb to- Vanth. Vanth. Um, which sounds like it does. It sounds like very cowboyish. Yeah, Cobb. Um, but uh, the uh, like them them getting interrupted by this thing where at first you're like, is it an earthquake? No. Yeah. Is it a um? Is it one of those giant sandworms that we learned about in episode nine? In episode oh, well, from you mean the one those, that pops its head up out of the thing and the, no, no, the the one the snake. Remember they fight the snake in episode nine. Oh, they, serpent, they, serpent. serpent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that uh, I all kinds of wondering what it was, and then yeah. it, uh, it it turns out we get a lot more information about the crate dragon, which we knew about. Um, yeah, which. Um, uh, good and bad. I'm glad. Like it's it's neat to have it be a thing. And again, it's tied into yeah. you know it's it's digging into all these things that were kind of throwaways from, um, not throwaways as in they were discarded, but just kind of you know like one off. Like oh, there's that, there's yeah. that skeleton. What's the skeleton? What's the deal with the skeleton? And we find out more yeah. about it. But um, uh, my note for this the, the from here on in is basically like oh well, I guess they uh they really thought Dune was gonna come out in November, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> because it's very much like you know the the you know if you walk without rhythm you want to track the worm like there's a lot of uh I'm, I'm not sure that i like things swimming through sand i don't like it yeah it just it just doesn't seem physically very um plausible yeah and especially the bigger that thing gets like Right, there'd be a giant crater in the you know, like it would destroy crater. the whole geography. <laughs> oh, is it's that why they call it? Maybe that's where our term "crater" comes from, because this is a oh, long time probably, ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like the, the hole left by a crate dragon is it? Yeah. Um, and also, it's like another generic CGI lizard thing, and I don't like big monsters like Godzilla fighting humans because the sense of scale is so ridiculous. That's like right. ants fighting a person. You know what right. I mean? So, like when they're they show the uh, native Tatooineers trying to pull it with ropes, and I'm like, it's like right. like like chipmunks trying to pull down like King Kong Bundy or something. Like, <laughs> difference is not going to make. I know, would also like of... to see that show, though. Yeah, that King would Kong be, Bundy uh... versus the Chipmunks would be <laughs> Bundy and the Chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, and uh, yeah, I so I think the scale is is just too big. I wish it had been a smaller scale, but I guess. This plot also does remind me a lot of that Jawa uh, storyline, um, too. So right. uh, maybe they already feel they, they did a big... They needed to 
bring up the size after already having fought a giant lizard. I guess so, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, it's, um, so they're hanging out. They, so they go, um, the, the, he, he brokers a deal with the local, uh, natives. Yeah. Which I, I, I love the kind of rehabilitation of Mm -hmm. the, uh, the image you know they 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 have a good PR man the native Tatooineers because they're you know yeah it, it turns out like in the original trilogy and even you know in the uh, especially in in episode um, two in Attack of the Clones right or is it Revenge of the Sith yeah, uh, yeah. Attack of the Clones where it's, one and you know, two both have anti native yeah they're they're in George Lucas's mind they're just you know horrible creature horrible monsters but yeah. then it's like oh well like, you know I, I think it's the people taking over who like. Well, this is the action figure that I had, so I had to do stories with it. So <laughs> they, that, that, you know, they learned how to do, uh, how to make sympathetic um, native Tatooiners, and so we get, uh, yeah. you know, uh, we get good stories with them in this show, which I like. Uh, I will say, I um, was delighted to see the uh, to see Banthas, Banthay. Yeah, and, uh, I love the the close up of the Banthas, like the way they were yeah. done. Like, yeah, I thought good. that. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. I don't like the fact that the native Tatooiners were a big part of the story. Uh, really, I think it's well. I think it's one of those things where the more you learn about something, the less interesting it becomes. Like, I don't want to see them loading up boxes and doing mundane things. Like, like I don't know. Well, it just seemed like very. It takes away the mystery. Yeah, you know I mean? but not not in like we. Uh, I'm I'm really glad we didn't go too far into their culture. Mm-hmm. that's the thing because i do like i i agree with you on that but i feel like this wasn't this was just you know neither neither the town nor the natives were were uh true you know we didn't we didn't go too deep into any of their stuff it's just like oh they yeah. just came together to do this thing you here's know what I mean? here was my real primary objective okay listening to 15 minutes of them negotiating and talking to each other and that right. oh, 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 it was like the star wars holiday special exactly like, like listening to I just like, oh my god, one of these things. I was totally sympathizing with uh, Cobb Vanth because I was like, please tell these things to shut up for two minutes. <laughs> so, because first I thought they only talked in like a sign language. Remember in the, when you that, met them last season, they only they spoke in like gestures. That's their main thing, yeah. But yeah, um, now he's got a bunch of chatter boxes over there. Won't shut up about stuff. Yeah. So anyway. I think that was really the reason. I like the attention to detail, like the fact that they walk, they they go in single file exactly. when they're walking. Yeah, that was a nice little, uh, nice little tidbit. Yeah, when they show up to the town. Um, yeah, it's a good, uh, like we, like we said, it's a little bit, you know, it's reminiscent of let's help the village, but it's done, I, I think, better. And it's we don't have the two the two parts teaming up, which is nice. Yeah, we didn't get that, um, and and the um, and, it, and we do spend more, you know. I felt a lot more sympathetic towards the natives, the native Tatooiners, than I did to the, the villagers. So all seemed kind of like obnoxious. Yeah. Um, except for the bartender, like the bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, oh yeah, so they go out to scope it out, and uh, they're they're out to visit, and um, um, the titular Mandalorian has a, the speeder bike that he got from uh, Space Amy Sedaris. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a swoop; it's a speeder bike. There is a mm-hmm. difference, I guess, right? And uh, then uh, the uh, Phoba Fett is wearing, uh, he's riding what looks like something is made out of 
the engine from Anakin's pod racer. I'm assuming that was just a style of engine that was available. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I uh, mean, but not in Star Wars. It has to be Anakin's. Well, it has that's, to yeah, be Anakin's. that's the, I mean, it's, you know, it's a little bit like, all right, well, this is, if this is remote enough, you would expect yeah. to see kind of the parts of stuff keep popping up all over the place, you know? Yeah. And it, it, I'm not, I don't hate it, but it, like, it, it uh, yeah. but I do like that look and feel, the sounds of it and the look of it. Do you think the Boonta Eve classic is always held on Tatooine, or is it the, like the Olympics where it goes to different places all the time? Oh, maybe. Well, that would be an interesting, like, uh, that's another part of the documentary that I would like to see is the, yeah. Um, the fact after, that I, after the Hutch spent so much money to to kind of accommodate the Boonta Eve classic, and then the kind of the vacuum, like, once they're done, they've got the stadium that they can't do anything with, and all the yeah. economic uh, repercussions of hosting the Boonta Eve classic. Uh, yeah, I, 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 cause it's, it really is like real life how all these gov, these, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot of times like little dictatorships get to host the Olympics just because they, <laughs> you know, are so, uh, I like that idea. Right. And then also rewinding for one second where she says, Oh, after the empire fell, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, so that does reveal, that does say that at that point, at one point, at least the empire had direct control over Tatooine. Whereas in the it wasn't in the Republic, you know, right. So at some point they expanded to take over Tatooine. Well, that they were the that they were the law force there because when they left, yes. chaos ensued. So, well, you yeah, I'm assuming it was between because yeah, but they seem to have a, a fairly strong presence during the motion picture during you know regular Star Wars. It's just in the prequels, they don't yeah. care that much. And then maybe it's maybe once Darth Vader takes control, he's like, Can "We put some, let's get some people over in my my hometown." Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Oh. Uh. I always thought that it's possible that in Episode Four, that um, that was sort of the equivalent of Nixon sending troops into like like they made a deal with the Huts. Hey, we need to get somebody out of there. Can we just send in some stormtroopers to to get somebody? Right, and then they're like, "Sure, yeah, we'll make a deal with you or whatever." As opposed to the the Empire running the entire planet, right? But you know, we don't have really have any. But once they're so. there, they're not going to leave. I think that's the other thing too. So I think you know, well, they... but like, is it worth? Is it worth like investing troops on Tatooine? Yeah, you know. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, we'll once we'll have we'll have to learn more. Um, well, uh, that's another good thing that between um, Space Amy Sedaris' stuff and and. Um, the kind of flashback sequence that we get from from Foba Fett, yeah, uh, Sheriff. What's what's his name? Cobb Salad. Bob, Bob Salad. Uh, Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth. Uh, it's not Coy and Vance. It's Cobb Vanth. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it, it's a good. Uh, like we get his little flashback, also kind of detailing. Like they're all watching the hologram of right. You know the yeah. the second Death Star, and it, especially I love it when he says like after the Death Star blew up, second one that is like he's, you know, <laughs> um, I like seeing again. Obviously, the, the, something we've talked about a lot. I like seeing the real world repercussions of a lot of this stuff happening. Yeah, and so them watching that happening, you know, watching that happen here in this backwater or whatever, and and. Uh, then you know getting excited and then and of course you know um the, the mining guild takes over was the mining guild what did he say the mining oh yeah it wasn't i don't think it was the guild something else yeah yeah um but uh, the the 
the, these miners um, kind of take over. I, I didn't love the miners. They're they're Minus. they're a little um, not Star Trekky, but uh, something else. They're a little kind of like they were a little low budget sci-fi for me. The mining, yeah, police or whatever. Yeah, they were barely in it. And and yeah, I mean, you could have told that story just with words. You know, yeah. I know show don't tell, but you could have just had. You didn't need to have them actually show up in there. But then you did You did want to have the cool, like, again, this, in addition to, as we've said a lot, this is, the whole show is, like, you know, playing with Star Wars toys on the, uh, writ large on the, on the, well, not on the big screen, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes um, big screens, depending on how yeah. big your home, home setup is. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 the show does a great job of, and I guess we'll dig into this more in a minute, of making fulfilling the promise of Boba Fett being cool without actually mm-hmm. using Boba Fett for the most part. You know, like all the stuff, all the Mandalorian stuff that we do, we see him using it in a way that like only, you know, not since the holiday special has Boba Fett been so cool. Yeah. And um, and so getting to see, you know, this space sheriff use the, the you know, the rocket launcher and the, all the other stuff, like um, it's it's a cool you know, cool use of that, that you want to have that pay off. So that's why you're flashing back to that, I say, I guess, because you want to have it. Um, I do not like that in order to use the rocket launcher, he has to, like, kind of bend over. I feel like <laughs> w- once you lock on with your little, like, boop, 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 yeah. space thing, you know, it should just launch off your back and hit the target. But I don't like that. Oh, gonna... I see. Yeah, it should, like, like a tracer kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. It Well, but that's, that's, George Lucas did that, so you can't. Uh, right. You, you can't. Uh, Wait, did he? In episode two, uh, Django shoots his. Uh, but he has, he has to bend over to do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's like climbing up on something, and he like leans down to do oh, it. Why don't I remember that? Yeah, probably because you blocked it. Why don't, why don't I remember that part of Attack of the Clones? <laughs> um, well, speaking of which, though, I do like the. And I don't know if it counts as a tribute or a, or a or a wink or an Easter egg, but when. Um, when uh, the Mandalorian is talking to Cobb and says, like, you know, comes up with this plan and says, you take care of Baby Yoda, like, as if he's not going to come back. And then he, like, jostles his jetpack and sends him flying off yeah. against his will, which is, of course, I guess a flaw of that particular uh, armor that system. <laughs> you can just bonk it in one, you can fondly it and into into <laughs> launching you into, into the sky. Yeah, so I like that, uh, that uh, part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Boba, Boba, Boba's jetpack launching via smack is canonical. And, and uh, <laughs> um, so they get um, they get going. They they team up. They realize that the the town and the and the natives have have got to team up. Uh, they're uh, part of a symbiont circle. They must see that exactly. By now. Mm-hmm. And uh, as they're pack, I wrote uh, <laughs> another thing that seems again. It seems kind of like playing with star wars toys is the using the gaffy stick as a dental tool we get that mm-hmm. one shot of the the native tatooiner like picking the bantha's teeth with that because that thing totally <laughs> totally looks like a like a dentist pick that would explain what what happens <laughs> what it's for yeah that that ends for uh um, yeah i also like that they're um they had those little like um like cannon things set up in their their big arrows looked like gaffy stick. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. a four, you know, four uh, blades on it, like a gaffy stick. It's a nice little. Uh, yeah. Thing. And they, um, they, you know, made a good deal that they want. Obviously, they just want the resources. They want, they want all the meat and the, uh, and the ichor. 
Mm-hmm. I looked up what that was. I, I love that. That like I, to throw that in there. I feel like a couple of other things they they like like even backing up. We need to, he doesn't uh, space sheriff doesn't say nature abhors a vacuum. He's like nature doesn't like a vacuum or something like that. Uh-huh. He says you know like or or but um, or power power doesn't like a vacuum or something like that. But it, so yeah. and, uh, I actually had the thought. I was like I, I guess you want to. You don't want to say abhor because then you have to explain it or something. But, in, yeah. but then he goes and says Iker a couple minutes later. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. So in case you didn't look it up at home and you don't know, I didn't know. Uh, apparently the Ikor, the definition is fluid that flows like blood in the veins of the gods. Yes. So I guess it's revered as like, it's, it is It is kind of a lot like the, the Jawas wanting the Suga, um, the Suga thing. Yeah, uh, especially when they they lift up that pearl that's inside the uh, yeah that was kind of un I don't know well uh, apparently do you have information on the pearl I do have information on the pearl um, excellent uh, apparently in the old Knights of the Old Republic game there's a scene where you fight a crate dragon and you have to get something is a lot of the things they do in that scene. Like people who know the mm. video game Knights of the Old Republic were like, "Oh, look, they have that thing there." So it's you know catering to a really? different fan base than us, but uh, that's what the pearl was. Hmm. As we all know, I played Knights of the Old Republic, um, but I kept getting stuck playing uh, Pazak. So I never mm. made it past the Pazak scenes because every time I <laughs> made any forward progress, it would be like, "Want to play Pazak?" and I'd just be stuck for days. So <laughs> yeah, apparently using the Bantha as a bait, as bait, and mm. also the uh, pearl is uh, pearl, mm. both part of the game. But well, cool. I did like that gag where um, they they had the Bantha out there, right? And then the worm comes out, and you think it's going to eat the Bantha, but it eats the, it guy, eats the guy instead. The problem with the creature that big is, for me, it raises too many questions. Like, what on earth could it survive on? Like, if it's eating, if it's eating tiny little, like, well, yeah. I mean, we, it's got herds of bantha that go by. We saw it, it ate a sarlacc. Yeah, they say. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming there are enough things kind of walking through that it can eat, and it's probably got an effective. I just can't see there be the, the planet supporting more than like four of these things. Right. Well, that's so. a big. Big planet, <laughs> or maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's always a bigger planet. I know that much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then they kill the um, the dragon. Right. They slay the dragon. Slay the dragon, and they get to uh, bathe in the ichor. It looks like the they get to take home a big um, slab of meat. Of, yeah. of meat. Yeah. I wonder if, what crate meat tastes like. Um, it's great. Um. <laughs> They didn't, uh, there was a little bit where like Baby Yoda was kind of like looking at the meat and trying to figure out, I don't know, I couldn't tell what he thought of it. Yeah. Um, you know, was he? He said, how did it get so big eating food of this kind? <laughs> well, yeah, was he upset about that? Was he into it? Like, was he hungry? I don't know. But Yeah, I think um, I was surprised, A, and kind of pleased how little Baby Yoda, you know, he was really just little Baby observer. Yoda. He didn't. He didn't. Um, he never used the force or anything like right. that to interfere with the story, which I like. I, I know, thought he was going to interfere with the Gamorrean fight in the beginning when they yeah. made they made a bet. You know, there yeah. were the Johnny Legs was just like, "I'll bet you that you know your armor yeah. against my information." And I was like, "Oh, baby Yoda's going to f- change the outcome of the fight," but no. <laughs> yeah, they had some restraint, uh, which I thought was good. Yeah, I feel I, I, one thing I was aware of, and I guess maybe from the last season it came up, which is that like. He is basically, um, 
he's basically teaching Baby Yoda whether he's intending to or not right. by exposing Baby Yoda to this. So when when Baby Yoda was watching the aggression and the fight, I thought it was good. Remember last time that happened, he got all like dark side of the forcey. So mm. uh, I you know tried to choke um, the uh, the girl. That what's right. her name? Or no, who was it? Some she tried to the tried to choke somebody. Right. Because because the Baby Yoda thought that somebody was going to try to kill Mando, and so. Right, right. Or he, something like that. Yeah. Speaking of choking. Anyway, so, yeah, so that's yeah. why. Oh, yes, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I thought that maybe, you know, now that we have the armor uh, as a as a consistent thing, I, I thought maybe they were going to make some kind of, uh, you know, the, he, the Boba Fett's rocket was going to choke the dragon or something like that. Like that. Uh, we, somehow we have to involve Boba Fett's rocket choking somebody. That was the, I, on Twitter. I made that prediction that I this know. season Boba Fett would fight. So we might, and, and we might get there yet. Yeah. Um, um, but, well, uh, speaking of which, then he yeah. leaves, and we see Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Um, uh, yeah, it's a. So he leaves with the armor, and we see somebody uh-huh. kind of watching him, um, watching him go, and uh, and then he turns around, and I I was like I'm pretty sure, but then I once we the, I had to wait until the closing credits, you know, yeah. in order of appearance, and it was like, oh, Timuera Morrison. I was like, great. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I'm happy about that. As I mentioned, I'm always happy when they incorporate prequel stuff into it. Um into the in what? I you're I I guess so. Like uh, on a technicality, yes, to, that'll be a prequel thing. You mean te- the actor, yes, was only a prequel. Yeah. actor, but he wasn't he never played Boba Fett in the prequels. He played Django no. Fett. So Right, but um, it's but he but Boba Fett being, is, has <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I I, yeah. On, a, on a technicality, I will allow that as a prequel thing. But um, <laughs> yeah, an actor from appearing, an actor who was in the prequels appearing as that character. Yeah, I'd say that. Not as that, that character. That's the thing. He oh, was never true. Boba Fett in the prequels. That's right. He's so. the son of that character. I object. <laughs> um, but yes, once, once he shows up, we all know that he is. That's who we're, that's what we're looking at. We're, we got yeah. Boba Fett, uh, assuming he's not just a clone trooper also chasing after the armor i think he'd be too old because the clone troopers age (laughs) oh right because they age faster but the rapid aging thing yeah i am well we'll we'll see but anyway but who knows but yeah i'm assuming i think he's credited as boba fett in the thing so no it's just in tamara morris oh i don't know in the in the imdb it does say boba fett okay so uh all right uh, i'll allow it and actually you know what he he did play boba fett in the um empire strikes back uh Special edition. Not a prequel. So, <laughs> so yeah, point in your favor. Uh, so uh, how do you feel about, uh, I'm assuming Boba Fett is going to be like a character throughout the rest of the series. Like he's going to be. I Well, first of all, I like, so then w- props, points to all the people who said maybe that the, remember the mysterious glove yeah. that was, that found uh, after the, the, Tora Calican episode, the yeah. the, um, the the I mean, at the end of that there was that mysterious oh somebody is somebody is here right. I'm looking at this yeah yeah uh, but we didn't we never really found out who that was so by the end of the season we're like oh maybe that was um, bugging out but it was turns out that was probably Boba Fett because it was on Tatooine also mm-hmm. and um, so cool. to have Boba Fett I I'm hoping that he'll be more of a kind of like. Like the way he is here, he'll be kind of following around. He won't be like central until maybe the the end of the season, if if maybe not even in this season at all. 
Maybe wow. the very end of the season, it'll be like, and Boba Fett. Uh, I think the fact that they introduced his armor make like as a plot device makes me think he'll he'll be play a bigger part. But you're right; it could it could happen. Well, I, I think he'll play a part, but it'll be like his armor will play a bigger part than he will. I think he'll be kind of background, kind of you know, following right. him maybe. Yeah. All of this will be completely like like next episode is just going to be all Boba Fett. Now that I'm saying, I'm like oh, it'll be background throughout. It'll be a thread. The next episode, he's just going to show up and be like, "All right, give me the armor." <laughs> Um, um, so I did like that. Um, we didn't see, I thought we were going to see, um, how I'm glad that, um, Cobb did not get his armor directly from Boba Fett. Yes. That we didn't see how it got from Boba, from inside the Sarlacc belly into the Jawa's hands. So I like right. that. It'd be interesting to see how, yes, exactly. Like that, uh, although I don't necessarily need that story to be told as part of this show. No, I don't. I don't want it to be told. Period. Right. But I do like the. Um, again, I have no problem with. You know, uh, uh, canonically, this is our first appearance of, first inkling of Boba Fett surviving the Sarlacc pit. I'm assuming, unless something has popped up in in new canon EU that I, yeah. I'm not aware of. But I, I don't Maybe. think. Boba Fett officially survived the Sarlacc pit until this moment. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it was depicted, or it was. I think right. George Lucas said, "Yes, that's what happened," but I don't think there was ever. But like you said, maybe right. in Clone Wars or Rebels. Right. Although you've, all that stuff's before, so I don't know how they could could have done it. I don't know. Anyway, maybe through that magic time mirror or whatever. Um, <laughs> it looms like a shadow over everything we've built. Did speaking of which, did you? Uh, at any point think before he introduced himself as as uh, Lee J. Cobb or whatever did you think that Space Sheriff was Jodo Cast did that thought run through your head uh no okay Jodo Cast is from the um the Marvel comics he's like the fake Boba Fett so after basically like in order to explain some Boba Fett stuff they didn't like I think they invented the guy who was pretending to be Boba Fett for a while Oh, okay. No, I didn't think it was um, him. Uh, I guess but, it could have been, but I was like, they'd probably just start over with a new guy rather than... Right. Uh, right but, which uh, they did. Let's see. I um, had a couple of other notes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like seeing humans riding banthas. No? Okay. No. I only like uh, native Tatooiners riding banthas. And I know they're, they are sacred animals to them. So I really don't like seeing humans like just using them as pack animals. So, right. But if this is, you know, in the, for the greater good in, in, in service of a cause it's allowed, but you don't like it. I get it. Well, but I you know, like they show like in the town, there's just banthas there tied up and just oh, kind of right, hanging yeah. out. So, yeah. uh, so I but you think they're, they're not probably not riding them. Were they riding them? No. Not not before the the, they probably don't ride them. They just use them for milk and stuff. Milk and fur. <laughs> well, we know banthas are known around the galaxy because there's bantha milk and bantha burgers, and you know, so yeah, yeah. it's so they must be more than just the native tattooiners, right? Um, I like when uh the Mandalorian says wherever he go, wherever I go, he goes, mm-hmm. quoting the old. Uh, my buddy commercial. Do you remember those commercials? <laughs> sure. That to- that doll, my buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would say wherever he goes, uh, I go. I like the thing about you will not die by my hand. And then, yeah, 
because of course like like if any if someone says if someone is giving you assurances like that that are that specific you know they're planning on screwing you over <laughs> although it does like i won't I, kill you today i do i like it because it also fits with his kind of you know um very choppy you know medieval sounding dialogue like his fantasy dialogue yeah. you know like this that is you know completely in line with the way that he talks about things you know like i yeah. i have been quested with you know finding more of this creature's kind or something yeah. like that and like you will not die by my hand like oh he's just being medieval you know yeah he's just being all flowery fantasy about it yeah. but no he's it's a trick you know Oh, so you, did you think he was being? Because I thought as soon as he said it, I knew he was that that guy was oh, no, going to get killed. I knew but, too, yeah. but I, I'm yeah. in in uh, Cyclops Johnny Legs' uh, defense. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's probably just talking that way because that's how he talks. Do you think I couldn't tell whether it was John Leguizamo actually doing the physicality or whether he just dubbed in the voice? Because it looked like it was one of those masks, like the Ugnaught guy, where yeah. it was just kind of like that's what I think. They probably the physicality had him. didn't seem like him. Right. That's why I, th I, he, I, I think he was probably on set to do the face movements, right. like the, yeah. the, you know, the, the like Ugnolty Ugnolty. setup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably not. You know, they probably have people trained in, in kind of creature acting to do that kind of a thing. It takes yeah. a village to be a Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> to be a uh, Abyssin. And, yeah, Abyssin. Um, and so the, the, um, penultimate thing I had was that, um, at one point, Amy Sedaris, space, Amy Sedaris says, oh, if that thing buds or has babies or whatever, she wanted to buy one off right. of him. And, uh, that got me thinking about the status RE slavery in, mm. like, she's basically saying, I'm going to buy that living sentient. Well, I guess they don't even know if it's sent. Right. You know, they don't know the... So it made me think that in the Star Wars universe where the line between, like, sentient creature and animal can be kind of, like... Iffy. It, it <laughs> seems like it would be easier to justify slavery because you could be like, well, they're not enough like us Rodians. They're kind of lower on the chain. They're more like a Jawa, you know? Like... Right. So, so um, anyway, that was it. Just that uh, the... the there must be a lot of those measure of man cases where sentient creatures are having to prove that they have the right not to be used as pack animals or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, as far as she knows, it's not, you know, it, she probably looks at it more like a, like a cat or something, you know, cause it, right. it, it yeah. doesn't talk. It doesn't seem to have much. Yeah. Although she did spend time with it. I'm sure she could probably tell it's a little bit more. Oh yeah. You would think so. Yeah. Although maybe, it, you know, people have chimps and stuff as pets. So maybe it's, she just thinks it's like a really cute chimp, you know. <laughs> and like a chimp, it's something that's cute when it's young, but then once it gets older and it gets a lot more strong, you got to be careful because the yeah. thing will pull your face off. <laughs> uh, and my last note is, uh, and I thought Timmy the Elephant w would make a good Han Solo. Hmm. Uh, and I said this, and I wrote it down in my notes, and then right after that is when he went, when, he, when they were having the duel and the, the shaking happened and right. he put up yeah. his finger like, hold on a second. Which I thought was a very, I thought, I loved that bit because it was kind of like, okay, we know we're going to kill each other, but we've right. got to at least wait Pause. till this thing is done. Yeah, it's so, like kids uh, playing. Like, okay, but, but time, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're like, car, car. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone backs off. <laughs> yeah, so um, there you go. Yeah. So uh, what, what, uh, what uh, you want to give it a rating? Uh, I forgot. Were we giving these, you know, like... 
second season, pick you. You can set you can set the new scale. Is it just a thumbs up, thumbs down? Were we giving them grade ratings? I don't remember. I like this one a lot because it mm-hmm. it combines, like, as I said, it combined two of my favorite episodes. Yeah. let's go with letter one. grades. And it kind of, in a way, redid, in a way. Um, you know, an episode that I didn't really care for as much from season one. So doing mm-hmm. a new version of that, but with the trappings of of things that I did like. So. Uh, yeah, so so far I'll say this is absolutely my favorite episode of this season. Ooh, um, wow. Yeah, it's a... Um, Bold statement from Pete. It's, uh, I also liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give it a B plus. Hmm. I would have to mark it down only because I really got sick of all that native Tatooine or jibber-jabber oh, after, like after, after, uh, after a few minutes. Yeah. Well, I guess what also drove me crazy is they didn't sound like the same type of native tattooers that we heard in the other they they sounded well, much not. more like uh well, well that they're just uh, they're they're not you know Luke's the the ones that we've seen talking to uh well talking to Luke uh, uh, assaulting Luke they're they're shouting and yeah. they're from a different part you know this Get is off the, my land that's yeah. what he's saying in, in <laughs> native tattooer um but this is a you know uh, uh, a different tribe presumably yeah. from a slightly different these are the ones that are more local to uh what is it Mas Mas Gomar, Mas uh, Mas Pelgo, Algos? Pelgo, 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 wherever he goes, Pelgo. Do you think that's a Pablo Hidalgo uh, yeah. nod? Maybe. I mean, if it was Paulgo, I'd say yes, but it's Pelgo. Yeah, that's true. There's no e in the middle of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably his son, Pete Hidalgo. That's oh, there probably you go. What, that's uh, Peter Hidalgo. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, episode one, off to a good start. We both seem episode to episode nine. Is it? It's nine. It's episode one of season two, but episode nine. They did. It did say chapter nine when it popped up. So you are correct, sir. I don't know what. Um, which? What do we go by? I'm calling the season two episode one when I post it on the thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess we can. just... I'm going to say it is episode one, but the name of episode one is episode nine. Chapter nine, episode one, chapter nine, season two, episode one, chapter nine, <laughs> the marshal. Yes, How many exactly. colons can we jam in there? <laughs> Whoa, hey now. <laughs> um, oh, well, so sorry. One last thing, I Please. like where um, where they're uh, where he's talking to Johnny Legs, and he's like, "Where's the Mandalorian?" And he says, "Tatooine." He's on tat. The Mandalorian's on Tatooine. It sounded like uh, like, like Princess Leia saying yeah. Dantooine. He's on Dantooine. So uh, and then yeah, it's a weird. Um, Oh, we we also didn't mention. I don't, I don't know if we've seen. Have we seen a dark kind of brown skinned uh, Twi'lek before? No, I like that, I that character. Anyway. I mean, probably in something there's been one, but I um, yeah, he, um, I like you know again introducing the variety of things that were that are kind of familiar, but a variety of that. It's a good mm-hmm. uh, one foot in the familiar. That's that's the that's my mantra for. I'm gonna tap tape that up on the wall for Mandalorian. One foot in the familiar. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right well uh and i, I also want to in the off chance i feel like a lot of stuff that we uh talk about i don't know i i'm gonna put this out there just in case so in case anybody's listening who can directly affect the actual on-screen product of the mandalorian in case anybody hears this who's involved with the mandalorian mm-hmm. uh let's get some filter burn up in here huh mm. we, we i feel like we need to we need a goat alert too to really uh, tickle my fantasy. So now, do you specifically want Feltapern, or can it be any Godel? 
Feldhorn would be, you know, pretty old. But you well, know, we don't know how old they live. How will you? Maybe exactly. you do know how old. How old I don't. I don't live. know off the top of my head how long they live. But yeah. um, you know, I what? Uh, oh, it, it, although I think in the, I think he does get if if the Night Lily, the Lover's Tale, is canonical, he does get killed. I believe in that, and we know it's not canonical, but everything's canonical mm. until proven otherwise. So, yeah, I guess I don't want to see him, but I would like uh, I, I, I would like a Godel, a Godel accountant to pop up in here. So maybe a part of the. Uh, the same family, son of Feltapern. Right, Feltapern Junior. <laughs> um. like, uh, my request, as long as we're putting in requests, sure. is I want to see a uh, an Authorian, a Hammerhead, and I want to see them wearing the, the classic blue tunic. I want to see them oh, walking sure. around, and I want to see the classic, like as a character, not just like a puppet in the background. Right. So, what if they go to like a uh, if they stop in at like a dance studio or like a like a gymnastics class? on uh-huh. Tatooine and then you that's when you see an Ithorian in a in a little blue jerkin because he's doing you know I especially like that because we can work in a reference to the gymnasts from the holiday special as well. Oh, of course. There you go. Now uh, you got me. Maybe maybe uh, the the Ithorian is like Hammerhead is like the Richard Simmons training a bunch of uh right. like people to you know. Although I like the the idea of a, of a Hammerhead being athletic makes me think of a sports Ithorian, which is a <laughs> I, uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, sporting goods chain in in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> well, On that I guess note, that, yes. yeah. So, um, hey, we also do another podcast called Star Wars Minute, where we go through the Star Wars movies one minute at a time, everything from Star Wars: A New Hope all the way through. We're about to start the Last Jedi. Mm, once we're done with uh, this, yes. I mean, once in the geological sense, we're about yeah. to start yeah. the Last Jedi. But uh, you can uh, find that wherever podcasts are uh, downloadable uh, or go to StarWarsMinute.com. We're always there. Uh, yeah. Anything else uh, we need to tell the nice people, Pete? Uh, no, I just uh, I was uh, I got to say I wasn't super excited before this season started. I mean, I was excited to do our show, but to actually watch mm-hmm. The Mandalorian, I was like, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the new Mandalorian. Yeah. But now watching this episode, I'm like, oh, I can't kind of can't wait for next week's episode. I like having a yeah. weekly Star Wars show pop up. So yeah, um, so um, thumbs up to this. I'm excited. Yeah, season two off to a great start, mm-hmm. and um, we will see you guys next week on another brand new Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. <laughs> we still have to work out our closing theme. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh.